Hey, thanks so much for downloading the latest episode. We are celebrating 400 podcast episodes. We talk about that and how far we've come. I recap my trip to San Diego with producer Deb, and we have epic, ugly and awkward moments, labor edition, all in honor of Labor Day weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. I don't tell you everything that goes on in my life. Paula. Then why do I get so turned on when someone sucks on mine? Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 400. What are you? It's a special episode. Because <laughs> it's 400? Yes, 400. I don't know how you say that in Spanish. I, don't, I was trying to think of it myself. Cuatro hundred. <laughs> Cuatro hundred. Cien, cien something. Anyway, uh, yes, it's 400 episodes. I can't believe that we have not tired of this little adventure of ours. 400 episodes of The Ugly Truth is quite a bit. That is a lot. I, we used to remember we were only doing one podcast a month. No. Right? Was it one a month or one a week? I think we were always doing one a week. I have no, you know what? I've blocked out so much of the early episodes out of my mind. The first 10, no one should listen to those. <laughs> no, episode, I believe that the available episodes are from 20 on. Mm-hmm. Producer Deb had posted some recap. It was like the top 10 favorite drops of the first five years or something like that. I don't Or first, I don't know, whatever, 50 episodes. And he pulled a couple from the first, like, <laughs> literally like the first or second episode. Oh, God. And first of all, we sound like this. <laughs> like you can't hear us at all. Or it's like this. It's like. <laughs> I know. I know. Really I bad that. pops. In fact, one of our listeners once said, I've been listening to you since you were popping your peas. I know. I saw that. I was just like, God, Um, that must have been annoying. I know. I can't believe she got through that and continued to listen even after that. And she still listens to this day. So happy dedication, man. Happy 400 to all of us who have been listening since the day one. All three of you. All three of us. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy to hear it. So I do not go back. And listen, I have reviewed our original outlines in the past, and we have learned so much since the beginning. Like, we were doing themed shows for a long time. We tried to do themes. I think we just stopped doing that, like, within the last year. We hated it. It was stupid. We felt so confined. We're just like, why are we forcing ourselves to only talk about being mothers or sex or vaginas or whatever? It's like, we were so, we felt so restricted. So... Daryl, I have this joke that Daryl, and this isn't on the outline, it, was just, it just reminded me, because last night, it was 12 o'clock, and it was midnight, mm-hmm. and Daryl was already cutting Z's, and I'm <laughs> laying in bed wide awake, because I'm a night person, I'm a legit night owl, and mm-hmm. he gets up at like 5 a.m. every day, and so he's asleep, you know, by 10 o'clock, he's looking pale, and by <laughs> by 11 o'clock, he looks like he's had surgery, like he needs to sleep badly. He needs his sleep. Yeah. Yes. And I'm I, I'm fine. But I and I really don't need that much sleep. Like you were talking about how you go to bed at midnight, wake up at like 430. I'm finding I don't need that much sleep. I mean, it's, I don't want to wake up at that time. But for <laughs> no. some reason, no, it does. It's either my my mind or my bladder that decides I mm-hmm. need to get up and do so. I got fuck. I sound old. Jesus. I know you do. Anyway, so I'm laying in bed and I'm watching and overboard comes on. 
And I went, oh, it's only 1230. I could probably watch that. I could probably watch this before I fell asleep. Of course, I fell asleep immediately. Literally, (laughs) I didn't even get to her at the hospital. The last thing I remember is going, keep going, because she had thrown his tools out of the boat. In the very beginning, you didn't even get to eat your checkers. Nothing. I got to nothing. What a horrible wig. I got to none of it. I think I opened my eyes one time when Mrs. Pritchett came to visit the children at home. And she's like, your children are unruly. And then she, you know, takes off. I'm a good dad. I promise. Give yeah. my regards to Schwartzman and Heineken. Heineken. Yeah, exactly. So who turns your TV off then? Well, I think Daryl did it last night, but okay. well, I'll wake up in the morning and I'm just like, we are liter- we are the living version of Lady Hawk because <laughs> it's like opposites, complete opposites. And he's like, well, which one am I? I'm like, it's Lady Hawk. You're Navarre, are you, the you lady? idiot. No, <laughs> Do you think like you're ridiculous. the, are you the Lady Hawk? <laughs> yeah. Just, he's like, who's who? And I'm like, What? you know what i can't with you all like, right never if you, mind just if never. you can't get the 80s things down then i don't even know what we're doing anymore you know what you're the you're the priest that gets stabbed and has blood dribbled down his mouth look at her look at me look at, me. Look look at, at us. us i love that movie so much <laughs> i hate matthew broderick but i do love that movie Anyway, so I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what it's like now. I, I live for the evening and he sleeps all night. It's crazy. And then he's up and spray and wild eyed and ready to rock and roll. And I'm just like, get away from me. The light, it burns. Yeah, really? It's like, come on. So I've got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. I can't, I can't continue you, to be this You need way. some stress in your life <laughs> to, to the point where your, your uh, anti-anxiety medication wears off at four hours and then you, your eyes pop wide open. And you're just wide awake. Yeah, And you're thinking, true. well, it's early enough to where I could take another one and then I'd sleep till eight. And that's that's a good amount of time. The thing is, is that I do actually have that stress, which is what keeps me from falling asleep because. Well, that's I'm why up. you need to take the medication and then you'll be asleep. right you'll, like within 45 minutes, you'll be tired. Right. And then I'll wake up with Daryl and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's what I have to do. All right. So last week, first of all, we gave producer Dub the weekend off. So our 400th is landing on a Wednesday, which is no big deal. But he legit was so happy. He woke up this morning going, I have nothing to do today. It's so nice. No, nothing like literally no work to do. So he he definitely needed the break. But last week he had to go to San Diego for some work. Also known as Whale's Vagina. The whale's <laughs> vagina. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think, think that means Saint Diego. Saint Diego. No, no, that's no. definitely not what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> it's like, did I say that right? You're getting there. You'll get it. <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is such a good movie. I know. I need I to watch it. it again. So, because it's not an objectionable town i said hey i have some friends there we have uh, daryl and i have friends there and then i have some friends there and so i said yeah i'll go with you so he was so excited that he was going to have some company that he wasn't going to just be you know by himself so we went now the flight was not bad we had some turbulence but it wasn't anything terrifying but every time there was some kind of turn or whatever i of course I, I look out the window and I've got this look like, what am I going to do? Will it from flying down? No. But I was just looking at it going, oh, my God, 
Luckily, we left in the afternoon, so I had uh, a very strong cocktail, mm. and it, it made the whole thing so much better. Yeah. So much better. San Diego is a, a pretty solid hour flight, right? It was an hour and ten. Did and they fly, Did they go over the ocean route or over the land route? We went over the land. Okay. Yeah, flying over water doesn't scare me as much, but not as scared. Okay. So this has nothing to do with the San Diego trip, but it was something I read right before we started recording. A uh, An American Airlines hosted a woman who had a support horse. Didn't I send you that article? I, I don't know, but I saw, it to, I saw it today. You know who I sent it to? Who? <laughs> okay. This is kind of funny. What? A couple of weeks ago, I read an article how they are now letting... What are those miniature horses called? Shetland. Okay. They are now allowing miniature horses as service animals. Not, yes. Not like a, like the emotional support animals, but a legit service animal mm-hmm. on airplanes. Yes. And so Sebastian Maniscalco or Maniscalco. whatever. Yes. He had like that whole thing about service or emotional support animals on right? airplanes. Yes. Yes. So I sent him the article through Instagram. <laughs> I don't think he read it. But anyways, probably not. I thought it was really funny because I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, like, literally, this is hilarious because he was just talking about this. I don't Paula. I don't know how I would handle having a horse on my plane. (laughs) It's like fucking Noah's Ark. I'm like, what is this? Is this like, you know, there are places in this world where you can get on a train and there are chickens running around or goats. It's like, what is happening? I've seen what has happened to humans. I'm sitting there and I'm glugging down a gin and tonic and I'm feeling great. And I'm like, look, if that's not even enough for you, they have Xanax now, people. You don't need to have a goddamn horse on a plane. If that thing took a dump or a piss or anything, (laughs) I mean, it ruins the plane. And the woman had a row to herself on top of it. Which I guess is fine, but I mean, and people were saying, you know, oh, well, you know, it, it didn't make any noise. And, you know, it had it had a couple of times where it was struggling to stay balanced and everything. And I'm like, what? Why are we? We are normalizing this. Why are we doing this? I was just like, I'm just glad we did. And we had no dogs on our plate. Nothing. So that was nice. Although we did. We did have a guy who oh, sounded God. like, you know, the original Spider-Man movie, The Goblin was the bad guy. And he had that really crazy laugh. Yeah. That's what we had on our plane. What In was the he very back, at? I hear this. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? There is nothing funny about flying. What no, are you laughing at? Not. There is nothing funny about flying. It's a serious endeavor. We're not supposed to be in the air. It's weird. We could die at any moment. Oh, I would appreciate I just... if you took this a little bit more seriously. <laughs> Can we all just get our, <laughs> our game faces on people? <laughs> Anyway, so the flight was fine. We get there. Everything's great. San Diego is a beautiful, beautiful city. I, I really love it there. It's so nice. I can see why people want to live there. We had a really lovely hotel. We stayed at the Pendry, which is fancy. And it's so, the service was beyond. It was such VIP service all the way. And it wasn't because we paid extra or anything. I'm like, yeah, right. You guys paid for it. You know you did. No, we didn't. It was just it was it was on the list of the hotels he could stay at because his company has, you know, places where they're allowed to stay. Mm. And so that was one of them. And so we stayed and it was just amazing. Everything it was so beautiful. Everything was so pretty. But it was 
in an area of San Diego called the Gas Lamp. Oh yeah, that's isn't that supposed to be like the main thing to do there or something? Well, it's one of the things you can do there, but to me, it felt very reminiscent of Cannery Row, like in Monterey. Oh, okay. There's a bar or a restaurant every ten feet, and then every once in a while, you see one of the little touristy trinket stores. And there's a CVS on the corner, which is actually kind of nice. But other than that, it's just very touristy. Mm-hmm. It's not my fave. I'm not a big fan of that. I felt like, you know, I was at the Pier 39 in San Francisco. You know, it's just that real super touristy area. Yeah. So not a fan. But I mean, whatever. It was fine. But yeah, it was fun. So the next day, Daryl had a full day. Mm-hmm. And I have some friends there. And we had met, they had, when they had driven through Sacramento, we met up. And so I said, hey, I'm coming to San Diego. They're like, cool, cool. So we'll meet up. So we met up, hung out at a park and just talked. It was so nice. Well, what I didn't realize was we all got super sunburned. Oh. And they even live there. And they're like really, really pale, like Irish pale. And yeah. so I said, oh, did you guys get sunburned? She's like, yes, I've been referenced as a cherry face. And I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Super bright red. But it was still it was a fun little visit that day. And then he just worked, worked, worked. And then the next day it was the it, I don't even know what day it was. We were there for three nights. Wow. Friday, we had a date night with Nick and Janelle Nappy, who we are very big fans of Nick Nappy, of course. If you don't recall the name, he was runner up number four Mm -hmm. on MasterChef. I can't remember what season, though. Wasn't it season four? Uh, It was it was like three years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. But they also featured him and Janelle's wedding. In the following season. Yes, they did. So they've been featured on MasterChef quite a bit. So it was was very exciting. And you were at that wedding, actually. We were at that wedding. And the the reason we even know them is that Daryl was in, um, he was manager when they both worked for iHeart in San Francisco. So Mm -hmm. that they've just kept in touch. And, you know, and Janelle is amazing. And Nick, of course, is also amazing. So, and they look so good and. We're so jealous of them because they're 30-ish, maybe. Well, they're at least in their early 30s. And there's no plan for children anytime Mm -hmm. soon. They are very career-driven. They're very much about kicking ass, having a great life. And so that's what they're doing. And I just, I told Daryl, I'm like, every time we hang out with them, I'm just so fucking jealous because they're literally living the life we would be living had we met before kids. Right. So we had a meal with them. It was such a great night. Now, the thing is, is uh, if you're interested, they have something called Nappy Roots and it's N-A-P-P-I Roots. It's on Instagram and you Mm -hmm. can follow them. He does a pop up. I think he does it once or twice a month because he still cooks and they do THC infused meals and they're all theme. THC? Yeah. Pop. Weed. Oh, I thought you said I thought. Before you went, you said it was CBD. Well, they did. They did do CBD. And I see you guys still doing the CBD oil thing. He goes, oh, fuck CBD. We're doing THC now. We're all in. I'm like, oh, sweet. So they're doing these pop ups. Oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. explain to me why that's good. I I don't I don't understand, like, infusing food with that stuff. Well, what's the difference? If you're a proponent on the properties of THC, it helps with anxiety, stress. It's way safer than alcohol on your body. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to smoke it, you c- it's a fat-soluble chemical. And so you can incorporate it with butter and, and oil and all of that. The flavor, just like anything, depending on where it's grown, it gives it its flavor. 
And so it goes really well with certain foods, certain wines, certain beers. So they are putting together this whole, and there's nothing like it right now. They're probably one of the originals. And so wow. it's, they're really popular. They have a 200 plus waiting list. Why don't they just open up a restaurant then? They don't want to. They're doing other things. This is something they do together, but they both have their separate careers. Wow. So it's, it's crazy how successful, but they're, like I said, they're some of the most industrious people I've ever met. I just, I just absolutely respect everything they're doing. So they're telling us all about this. So they're big proponents on, on THC mm-hmm. and they vape, but they also smoke pot as well. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, regularly. Should mm-hmm. you, should you really say that? What? I don't know if we should be like ratting people out about smoking pot. They have a whole business on it. Uh, okay, I just it's I their just, whole business. I know, but I just I don't want to be the. Yeah, it's a, it's legal here. You I can know do it. that, but I don't think it's our place to tell that tell people that they do it. Have you ever looked at their Instagram? Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's that's it's what they're doing. Anyway, so my point is is that there's a reason I'm telling you this, by the way. So I don't vape. If I'm going to get high, I'll smoke a joint or, you know, I've never done an edible, but (laughs) I never get high. I I absolutely have. You sound like my children. Like I've never done anything in my life. I mean, the last time you got high was on my 30th birthday. No, we went camping. We did. So anyway, last time you went camping. Yes. You got high. Yes. I don't tell you everything that goes on in my life. I mean, was it even fun? Yeah, of course it was. But anyway, Daryl didn't do it. So anyway, um, <laughs> Daryl announces to the table. He's like, look, I, I because they're just like, this is what we're doing now. It's so amazing. We're so it's been, it's so successful so far. And it's they're so excited. And I'm like, that is awesome. I love it. And Daryl's like, well, I just want you to know I've never gotten high in my life. <gasps> uh Oh, <laughs> and Janelle goes, well, we're going to take care of that right now. So she goes through her purse and she's pulling out her vape pen and she's just like, you Challenge know, and he's accepted. And, and Nick is like, I've been getting stoned in the bathroom every 30 minutes since we've been here. I mean, he was joking, but anyway, so he's like, well, I never have. So anyway, when we leave, we're, we're walking because everything is within walking distance in downtown San Diego. So we're walking to a whiskey bar. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have a nightcap. So we're walking and she hands me her vape pen. So I do it. I'm like, oh, it's like blueberry. It's really good. She goes, yeah, it's so great. And so Nick hands Daryl his vape pen. And I, he goes, how do I do it? I go, just think of it like a cigar. Just do it like a cigar. And then if you feel like inhaling, go ahead. If not, you, know, you don't have to. So he did it. Mm-hmm. He did it. And he's like, I don't know if I'm stoned or not. <laughs> like, well, well, it well, doesn't... It doesn't happen instantaneously, does it? No. And it's very, it's just so mild. When, you, when you're trying to compare it to anything else you've done to modify your view of life, whether it's alcohol or pills, weed is so mild. Mm-hmm. It's so mild. And you feel just good. And so, so we're walking to this whiskey bar. We have a couple cocktails. And we're, they're like, okay, it's time to go home. Mama's done. You know, they were like exhausted. It was midnight. Mm-hmm. So they left and we were walking back to the hotel. And by the way, downtown San Diego is really, really busy at night. Like everybody's partying. Every bar is open. People are mm-hmm. just spilling out into the streets. So we're walking and it's kind of crowded. And these dudes stop us. And they're like, hey, man, you want to, you know, we're giving out our CDs. And I'm like, CDs? No. And now, listen, I am not high or drunk. I mean, I'm feeling good, but I'm I'm neither of of those things. 
I'm just feeling I got a good buzz going. And Daryl's like, yeah, sure, man. So he pulls out his wallet and gives them 20 bucks and takes their CD. And I said, okay, that's it. And so he goes, hey, what about my friend's CD? And I'm like, we are done here. I'm like, come on. Because Daryl's like, oh, okay. I'm like, stop. You're not giving these people any more money. I go, those CDs are blank. Come on. He's like, no, they're not. And I'm like, we are, we if are leaving. they have something on it, it's probably like some shitty, you know, garage rap music on Ugh. someone's, you know, tape recorder. I go, put your wallet away now please my god it was insane it was funny i go i think you're high i think you're high well he's definitely <laughs> something whatever anyway it was a super fun date night we had so much fun and they're amazing people i just i adore i adore seeing them mm-hmm. all the stuff they're doing it just makes me jealous <laughs> i just love it well i mean when uh, malia moves out you and daryl are uh, free to do whatever you guys want so yes but i won't be 30 that's the other thing. Yes, you'll be decrepit. And it was so cute because they're like, okay, we they're coming up on their four year anniversary. Yeah, and they're and they're like, you guys have been married for over twenty years. We're like, yep, we're old as fuck. And they're like, well, we need some give us some sound advice on how to keep it going. Like, what's your advice? Our marriage oh. advice. Uh, and just, I'm just don't get divorced. <laughs> and I said, well, you have to talk a lot. Like, you have to communicate, and it can't just be, you know, like you have to legit talk before anything becomes a problem. That's the first thing. And you have, to, you have to have an open dialogue all the time. Second, you got to have a lot of sex. You just do. It mm-hmm. is what it is. I, I don't. And they're like, really? Sex? And they look at each other like, I told you. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, it is, though, because it's like, where else? Are, there's no you can have an outlet for talking. You have your BFFs. You have your buds. You have your bros. You have your mom, your dad, your sister, whatever. But there's only one place to get sex if you're married and you believe in monogamy. That's it. So if if you're not getting it at home and you're not getting it anywhere else, that shit's got to go somewhere. And it usually becomes people become grumpy. And you that's why sex is so imperative to, to a good marriage. I mean, I think it would I could understand like it would kind of be hard to be bad at someone if you're constantly having sex with them. Well, it also relaxes everybody, you know, it gets the the hormone release, the, you know, just everything. And it, it makes everybody, you know, in a good mood. It's like like. You see them in the kitchen and you just had sex that morning and they do something annoying. You're just like, "Eh, oh, well, exactly. Exactly. I had a good orgasm. That's right. It's like, well, you know, an hour ago, I thought you were pretty great. So, okay. Anyway. All right. So shockingly, we're still talking about back to school because they extend everything out forever because they don't want to just dive right in. So you had back to school night for middle school. I got to tell you, Paula, I went to one one time. I never did it again. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about middle school. It's where everybody goes to die in school districts. And it's just like this weird transition from babies to high school. It's a weird time period. The only reason why I go is because I like to meet all of the individual teachers because Mm -hmm. he has six periods, I think. Six periods. Yeah. I remember having seven periods for some reason, but I guess they reduced it down to six. I don't know. Mm. So I wanted to meet each teacher and just kind of get an idea because Ryan has a problem with blaming his teachers. He'll say like, well, she does it like this. And I just, I don't think, I don't agree with it. I think that, you know, it's just the wrong way or blah, blah, blah. And I, I will tell him constantly. I'm like, Ryan, your opinion does not matter. 
you're 13 years old. She's the teacher. You're the student. You will do it how she wants, you know, or fail either way, which he has done. And so sometimes he will just not do things because he just is not in agreement with the process. And so that's the problem we had last year. So I wanted to be each teacher individually because if he wanted to complain about one of them, I wanted to say, like, no, I met that teacher. They were actually really nice. Right. And, and this year, he actually does have all really nice teachers. Good. One of his teachers, though, I swear to God, is, like, 25 years old. and oh, boy or girl? Boy. Mm. It was really funny. I was – I didn't even know it was his teacher. He was standing outside his classroom, and I was walking across the quad to, like, one of his other classes – Ryan wrote down the names of the teachers and the periods that they were in, but he didn't say what class it was. So oh, I would walk okay. in there and I'd be like, okay, well, I hopefully they'll say what class this is. <laughs> I don't know what, I, you know, I'm assuming this is math because it looks like there's problems on the wall, but <laughs> you never know. So I was walking across the quad and I glanced up and he was like staring at me and I was just like, oh, well, hello. hello. Why? Hello. Yeah. So I was kind of like, that's interesting. I was wearing a bright red shirt with no bra on. Totally appropriate for back to school night. I just didn't feel like it. I was tired. And so I did have makeup on, though. (laughs) Oh, well, good. So you weren't scaring small children. Well, lo and behold, that was Ryan's fourth period teacher. Well, did you, like, lick your lips or something? I mean, No. I walked into class. I sat in the middle seat. He stuttered through the whole thing. Oh, is this his first year? No. (laughs) So... He's like, I've been teaching at the school for four years now and blah, blah, blah. Wow. What, what happens when you finally are older than your children's teachers? That must be a weird thing. So well, it's the same weird feeling when you're older than your doctor. So. <gasps> oh, I don't I don't look forward to that day. I, I had two neurologists at the same time and they both were younger than me. And I'm just like, do you boys know what you're doing here? <laughs> I'd be like, how are you a doctor? Your first name could be doctor. I know. <laughs> anyways he was talking and for a good minute i had no idea what class it was i had no idea what did you raise your hand and say i'm sorry what class is this i did i raised my hand and i'm just like i'm like i'm sorry i said what class is this and he's like fourth period i'm like i know what's the subject he's like oh english you're like okay i said i'm sorry my son did not write down what classes they are (laughs) so he just wrote down names and numbers he's just mr tuber fourth period Cool. Well, I mean, you know, fresh start. Hopefully he, you know, has no moral objections to any of the teacher's instruction this season and he will actually do the homework. Well, she is, um, I actually think she's very good. I I think she will be very challenging. Um, But Ryan is very math smart. So I think that if he just has the right attitude about it, he will learn a lot from her. Because she has a very specific way of teaching. Mm-hmm. She's trying to prepare them for high school. Yeah. And that way when they get into high school, it's a much easier transition rather than teaching them for eighth grade, in, in essence. I had, a, I had a couple of teachers like that when I was in middle school, too, where they're just like, I'm just going to teach you high school so that when you go, you won't be shocked and surprised. And what's really exciting, actually, is... Um, in middle school, I don't know if this is for all middle schools, but um, at his school, he's taking Spanish. Yeah. Well, they're teaching Spanish one, which you used to get in ninth grade, at right. eighth grade now. Yeah. Well, they're you know they're always raising the bar 
Well, I think that's fantastic because I took Spanish for three years, but I only got as far as Spanish too because that's as far as it could go. Right. But I took Spanish eighth grade, ninth grade, and tenth grade. Um, So if if there's something beyond Spanish too, then great he'll he'll learn it there is there's four years you can take four years of spanish i'm gonna encourage him to take spanish every year so you should if if he likes it yeah Yeah, he seems to like it pretty good well then good it'll help him in the long run that's for sure being bilingual i mean that's yes fantastic it's it's actually it's more than just a good thing it's sometimes imperative depending on what you want to do with your life so it definitely gives you a leg up on other candidates oh yeah if you're buying for a job Absolutely. All right. Well, you know what? We're all, we all have high hopes that Ryan will surpass eighth grade, and not have <laughs> any problems with his math teacher. Yes. God forbid. Okay. So it is Labor Day weekend when we're recording this, but because it's Labor Day weekend, I thought it would be fun to do labor edition of our ugly and awkward moments of the week. But not work work, but real work, which is delivering children and being in labor. I have to say just quickly. Yes. Because I've been tagging you, tagging you a lot in some really gross Instagram pictures lately. Yes, I've, I've appreciated those. Thank you. <laughs> I think there's a new trend going on. I've been seeing a lot of pictures of women in like pools or like little kiddie pools or baths or whatever. Oh, like water birth? Water births. Uh-huh. And those are really disgusting. Oh, and- yeah. Well, I, I don't know. You know what's so funny about labor and delivery is there's always a new recycled trend. Like water births were big in the 70s because of all the hippies. They were just like, you know, we're going to transition them into a peaceful, warm, embracing, you know, won't be this cold medical feeling, you know, it'll be like this transition from our womb out to the earth. What difference does that make? They won't, they don't know any better. (laughs) Right. And I've never found it very sanitary (laughs) to, well, it deliver in a bottle, in a water. I would immediately have to hop out and take a shower. (laughs) Well, not like that. They're like, wait, we have to cut the umbilical cord. Hurry up. (laughs) Well, never would I do it. Never would I do it. I mean, I know there. First of all, every single girl, maybe you never did. I know I never did. But every single girl I've ever talked to before they're even anywhere near getting pregnant, they go, oh, I definitely would want to have a home birth. I definitely want to deliver maybe in a, you know, they do the bathtub birth and all that stuff because it's so much better for the baby. And I'm like, since who? Who I, told you that? I never had what, those what thoughts. Rule, what rule was this where, <laughs> like, I, you are in your own fluids and and placenta and amniotic fluid and blood and, and, and fecal feces. material. Yeah. I mean, come on. How is that pleasant? I would, ne- I would never want to have a baby in that environment. So I don't know what that's all about, but they all change their mind once they get pregnant. They're like, oh, fuck no. I want drugs and I want every I want every doctor and come on. So I've been seeing a lot of those pictures lately. And then I don't know. There's an uptick again on the breastfeeding pictures. I don't know oh, if you've noticed that. I have not. But, you know, women are, are going on about how natural it is and blah, blah, blah. You don't understand I'm- that you create your own algorithms on social media. So if you're seeing things like that, you're going to see more of it. That's okay. usually how that happens. If and you respond to anything 
then you're going to suddenly you're going to be like, why is everyone talking about breastfeeding again? Because that's all you're seeing. Yes. Well, then that would make sense because today Mm -hmm. someone says that's what breasts are solely made for, for feeding babies. And so I replied, (laughs) oh, really? I said, then why do I get so turned on when someone sucks on mine? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I guess I'll uh, probably be seeing more of those photos. Okay. And then the last, the other photos I keep seeing are, um, women like squatting or like I showed you the one today where uh, she had her butt in the doctor's face and <laughs> she was kind of like bent over a little bit. And then mm-hmm. there was a baby's head coming out of her butt. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. And why is that being photographed? I think is my question. <laughs> I just, I'm like, like why, why are we doing all these different? Like, why is, is that something you want to remember? <laughs> In, this, in a photo. Is this like a yoga thing or what is it? I don't no, know. Like I don't know. Downward Matt. dragon or I mean. No. Ew. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess my thing is, is why is it being photographed? Is <laughs> like who said, okay, so I'm going to be on all fours. And then right <laughs> when the baby's head is to come out, I want you to start taking pictures. Like why? <sighs> I don't get it. I don't. I'm I don't. not saying it's not beautiful. I'm, I mean, you it's know, it's not, a beautiful Jamie. thing. Well, no, it isn't. But what I'm saying is that if the, the process of bringing life onto this planet is very beautiful, it is definitely life changing. There's a vibe in the air. There's electricity in the air when a, when a new life comes into the room. No doubt. But the actual viewing of it, there is nothing beautiful about that. It, it just isn't. You know what? Actually, it may even it is even beautiful to those in the room. I'm just saying I don't know if you should be putting it on Instagram. That's all. I don't know. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I just would be disgusted by your butt, but that's okay. Well, and then that's th- all I'm saying. I did say one more thing, but there is just lastly what? the the women standing there like two days postpartum in these mesh underwear with giant pads <laughs> and like their that's body the and they're and they're like hashtag real or something you like know that. What? And I'm, Show those to children in sex ed. That's all I'm saying. But the thing I don't get is that I'm just like, do you think people had a misconception about what it's like <laughs> after birth? Because you know, I don't know, a lot of women have babies, and I I think we're pretty confident about. What it was like and what it looked like, you know. We all have the squirt bottles, too. Although, I think think the mesh underwear is new because I didn't have mesh underwear. I had mesh underwear. I didn't. No, I did. Or maybe I did. I don't really remember. I had mesh underwear with these gargantuan pads that were like three inches thick and went from one end to the other on in in the mesh underwear i think my mesh underwear were like made out of cotton or something like they they didn't stay on like i couldn't walk around like i had to have pants on or something no i had them and then but man there was that squirt bottle was such a lifesaver after you have a baby you genuinely generally most women have stitches because mm-hmm. they've had an episiotomy or they've ripped so they stitch I've you had up. both <laughs> yes I had an episiotomy I never ripped but this incredibly it's practically liquefied plastic and you put in the warmest water you and of course you can't go too hot they always tell no. you don't go too hot no, so you do burn your clit off <laughs> well not only that but it's not good for the the wound in which is healing uh. It's all so I can almost graphic. feel it right now. I, I can like, too. That's that stinging, pinching sensation. I gotta tell you that that warm squirt bottle when you're sitting on the toilet <laughs> and after you pee, which is also impossible initially because it hurts so bad to pee. It's like acid. It is like acid, and so then you you lovingly, quietly, 
starts squirting this warm water on your vagina. Yeah. It feels better than anything else I've ever experienced <laughs> in that time period. It is like, oh, my God, this is the only relief I have felt in, in like two days. It feels so good. You're like, oh, thank God. It's it's worth it. It's so worth it. It's God. it was to me. It was. And I'm like, oh, it's all gone. And, you know, you can't do it twice because you're you know in the middle of something. But. Well, I mean, you literally have 15 seconds before something else is about to happen. So. And here's what's so great. If women have children and they have it naturally, or even if they have a cesarean, there's there's something that goes with that as well. Ask any woman about their experience and you will get a good 30 minute discussion. Mm -hmm. There is not one woman on this planet who wouldn't be happy to tell you their their journey through a baby. It's rough. That's why I don't understand the women who are postpartum taking pictures of themselves <laughs> and everyone saying you're so brave, you know, you're and I'm like, so brave. brave about what? Uh, I'm like, yeah. we've, we, we all know what it looks like. We all know what we looked like, you yeah. know, what, what is brave about you showing us your body saying like, this is what, you know, postpartum looks like. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I know. I, I've had two kids. You know, I don't see what Aware. I don't need. I don't know yeah. why I need to see what you look like. I mean, I didn't <laughs> look that way, but you know, I probably didn't uh, look the way you did before. So no one did. Everyone looks different. Okay, okay. So let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week labor edition. In honor of Labor Day weekend. Okay. I have one, two, three. I have like six, but they're, we'll see. If we don't get through them all, that's fine. But they're, they were all good to me. So I just okay. I had to read them. Um, here's the first one. It was pushing time and things were going slow. The one nurse said, we're going to bring the mirror over. It sometimes helps encourage moms to push. So I'm thinking, okay, a mirror. How bad can that be? <laughs> it ended up being this huge oval shaped mirror about six feet tall you never get that image back. Never. You think, I'll never be the same again. I was like, oh my God. They made some comment like, oh, look at all the hair. And I'm like, I can't look. No more mirror. Wheel it away. And they wheeled the baby out or they wheeled the mirror out. And I pushed my baby out as fast as I could with my own encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever ask you if you wanted a mirror? Of course. Yeah, and they I asked, said, no. Yeah. They asked me too. And I said, absolutely not. I'm like, I don't need it. I'm like, I don't want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see me destroy myself. <laughs> see the last of my tight pussy, the one thing I had going for me. Okay, here's the other, here's one on that note. Luckily, uh, let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, where'd it go? Ah, shit. Um, oh, okay. This is it. It's just, it's worded funny. It says, luckily he didn't mention it during, but the night after I gave birth, my partner told me he literally watched my hemorrhoids form while I was pushing. I told him to never, ever speak of it again. Why would he even <laughs> share that? Because men are like, oh, my God, your vagina. It's like nothing on the hemorrhoids that developed. I literally watched them happen. That's got to be gross, man. That's got to be gross. I just don't see why, that, why you would ever want to tell a woman that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he must have been an idiot. Well, yeah. Uh Men are idiots, though, when you're having a baby. 
they they're not too many are super calm and collected. A lot of you them, know, you know, that's true. I hated Victor's <laughs> guts when I was giving yeah. birth to Ryan, but he was pretty much just silent the whole time oh, when I was nice. giving birth to Olivia. Well, he learned. Yeah, well, I was basically I was basically a Scientologist. I gave like a a (laughs) quiet birth. Yes, you did. I wanted no one except for when you were coughing. When you basically oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah, you coughed the baby out. Um, Okay, here's another one. I went to the hospital around midnight because my water broke and I immediately started having intense contractions. When they got me into triage, I was still having gushes of fluid here and there and the pad beneath me had to be replaced. We finally got into a labor and delivery room and my husband walked out of the room for a moment. The nurse decided then to check my cervix to see if I had dilated anymore. And as soon as I opened my legs, amniotic fluid sprayed her in the face. That's gross. I had to have blood work done before I was discharged to make sure I didn't give her any diseases. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that one was funny. She got douched. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I bet you Uh, it probably wasn't her first time. I'm guessing. I mean, if she had Uh, been there long enough, I'm sure everything happens. I'm sure. Um, Okay, here's one. I was induced, and as the doctor was placing the Foley catheter bulb, which is used to dilate the cervix, she asked, did your membranes rupture? It's really wet down here. My my fiancé, without even thinking, said, oh, it's always like that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would just look at him and be like, what is wrong with you? I am delivering your child. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's always like that. Exactly. Okay, two more. I decided on the name Clementine for my baby girl. Well, that was an unfortunate decision. While I was pushing, which was no easy task, my mom turned to me and said, you can't name her after a fruit. (laughs) (laughs) That's something our mother would do. I laughed so hard when I read that because that is totally what our mom would do to us. You cannot name my grandchild after a fruit. Shut up, mom. I'm just curious if she did. Now, like, there's no more. And I'm like, come on. Did you name her Clementine or what? Because it said you decided on the name Clementine. It doesn't say when my daughter Clementine was born. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's hilarious. Here's the last one. And this one made me think of you. When my only because I can see you telling me this story when my maternity roommate for the night had gotten settled in, she started chatting and asked me about my cute younger brother who had held my baby earlier. I don't have a brother. That was my husband, who is definitely older than me. It made me feel like I looked even worse than I felt. (laughs) Can you imagine? I'd be all first of all, that's my husband, you whore. And you just had a baby. What are you doing? You know, I just wouldn't talk to them. I'd be like, I don't feel like talking. Thank you. <laughs> and then I'd probably buzz the nurse and be like, my insurance is excellent. And it says I, I'm, I'm insured a private room. I want so a private room immediately. I, I want to go ahead and, and secure that. Let's go ahead and, and uh, let's go ahead and pull the switch on that. Thanks. We? Thank you. <laughs> I may not be Beyonce, but I can have a private room. According Please. to my insurance. So According to my insurance, I would like that. We pay a Thanks. lot a month, so I want to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm like, well, first of all, we've all had our awkward moments ha- being in labor, for God's sake. But I thought those were pretty, those were pretty awkward. Anyway. All right. Well, that's all I have. Well, if that's everything, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, 
we are headed at now that it's after Labor Day. Um, when you go to uglytruth.com and click on the Amazon button and you're going to be shopping clothes, be sure not to buy anything white because there's no white after Labor Day. But you can go to Halloween costumes and think about what you want to be this year. Oh, I can't believe it's time to think about that already. I know. It's still so freaking hot, though, man. Um, yeah, it is. And so uh, do that. Uh, might be time to think about jeans and sweaters and boots, you know, all, all the stuff. And um, what is my thing with sweaters? I always say that. I don't uh, know. I've been saying do they, that. Does Am- does Amazon have good sweaters? I don't know if I've ever <laughs> bought a sweater from there, but okay. I always okay. talk about sweaters. I love sweaters. Okay. I do too. And then go to lipandclip.com for your skincare, makeup needs. Um, they're probably going to be having a good like outlet sale, which is their clearance section. So go check it out and see if you can get some good deals. Other than that, have a fabulous rest of your week, and we will see you on Sunday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.